Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the Don't Lose Your Head podcast. I am Niklas and I'm joined as always by Morten. Hello! We're alive! Yeah, still alive in quarantine and doing fine it seems. Yes. How are you Morten? Uh, no problem at all. Bring it on, I see. <laughs> and there's barely any quarantine in Sweden anyway, so... And also you were pretty much quarantined before the quarantine. Yeah, I'm already in parental quarantine, so <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. As long as I can go outdoors in the fine zone, I'm going to be all right. Yeah, what's the weather like in Sweden, my life? It's just sunny every day. No rain <laughs> for like a month. And Which yeah. I think my conspiracy is like when they stopped flying the planes, not, <laughs> not leaving chemtrails, it stopped raining. Mm-hmm. Coincidence, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if uh, the weather just kicked over really fast or that I didn't notice because I'm sitting indoors all the time. <laughs> but it's, it's like full-on summer here. It's like 23 yep. degrees. Yep, it's uh, almost the same here. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy good. But uh, uh, despite... Well, yeah, this might provoke some people because, of course, different countries handle quarantine differently and uh, we should all take responsibility and everything. But I did get a game in. Uh, a two versus two game. Oh, <laughs> which I'm going to talk about later. Uh, you have to so. stand in uh, like a, a corner each. Yeah, sort of, sort of. Uh, or like, uh, did you have to do like a, a test lab where like uh, <laughs> three of you stand behind like a, a glass windshield, <laughs> and the fourth person just moves everything. The, like the... it, like Robot Wars. Oh, oh yeah, they were in glass cages. That's true. That would be kind of cool. And just moving <laughs> things with long sticks. <laughs> Ah, ah. Uh, no, I think that will work with fantasy, though. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's just focus on. Uh, I'm going to tell you about the game later, so people can be happy about that. There was some heresy being played. Uh, that's that's good. Good news, right? Um, and today, of course, is a Legion special. We haven't done this for a long time, and we know that people like to listen to uh, these uh, special episodes uh, because of our ra- uh, viewing, <laughs> our views go up. Uh, and I, I agree the, because... Uh, the I Russian really like... bots go crazy. When we do <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Uh, but I, I, I know for myself that I really enjoy listening to Legion specials and I also like to get into the fluff behind the Legion because then suddenly oh, I kind of want to play them and everything. And today we're tackling the Iron Warriors which uh, Nicholas doesn't like. Maybe because mm, they're basically like better Iron Hands. Uh, no, <laughs> he doesn't like them because he thinks they're very whiny. Which might be true, but uh, they're really cool in other ways. So uh, uh, that's going to be our main seg- segment, but uh, we'll save it to after the music break. So if you want to go to that you just skip ahead. Um, but why would you when we have so much other fun things to talk about? Uh, I have a, a, an army idea I want to pitch for, for Nicholas also. But uh, yeah, first, thing, first things first, did you see Soul Tarwitz? Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. Better, I didn't, haven't heard your reaction to it yet. Better call Soul. Better call Soul. When I saw <laughs> it, I was mo- first like, oh, whoa, really? They're le- releasing him now? Well, oh, well, that's that's nice because. I mean, sort of given up hope because he was in the first book, like, yeah. <laughs> and it feels like, oh. But I think that, they, that, they should have waited till next year because then it would have been the ten year anniversary of that book. Ah, oh, that is true. That could have been a cool, uh, yeah, a cool setting. Uh, if they would have done like a, a re-release of it or something. Yeah, is, some... is that in hardback or softback? 
I think I think they could have done something with it. Like, oh, we actually did the last miniature from this book because it's oh. taken so long. Yeah, and maybe oh, they could release it like a like a box or something. Here's yeah. like here's Abaddon and uh, you know Abaddon, Loki, and Saltorwitz and others with with the Mark II plastic marines in an Istvan set <laughs> box with some crazy terrain. Here are some corpse woods and. Uh, in trail mire or something. What, what, what was that? Cops? Ah, oh, shit. Can't remember. Oh, yeah, the, the movie Cops. The the dog shit cops. That was actually not a dog shit cops. <laughs> something else. Cops. But know. like terrain. A, corp, a corpse cops. Yeah, something like corpse, that. Cops. Oh yeah, cops is some sort of wood, right? A cops. A cop. Yes. A cop. Ah, let's ask our English listeners. Um, yeah. No. And then when I saw the model, I was like. Mm, because I think once again, the, like the paint scheme is a bit more forty k ish, maybe not so grim industrial. Um, but I, I think I, I think I like him uh, when I look more closer at him. He so... looks very gaunt. It looks like he mm. he is ninety years old and hasn't eaten <laughs> for two months. Yeah, but maybe he hasn't because he's been in the ruins fighting. But then maybe his armor should be more dirty, also. But I mean, I'm sure people can paint him up, paint him up uh, really gorgeously. Uh, but yeah. then again, well, he's supposed to have some sort of like sniper rifle. I didn't think about that. Was that on Is the it? bottle? Yeah, he has like a bolter with the sniper rule or, or something. Mm. Uh, but I think I, I kind of like the sword. I saw, you know, as always, I've seen people say, oh, didn't, the sword looks like shit and, blah, 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 and this looks weird and blah, blah, blah. but ah, no, I, I'm I'm happy that they're releasing models for named characters because I'm sure this gives hope to other people who are like, wait, I thought this bottle would never see the light of day. Uh, yeah, I think it would look cooler with a nice helmet. Yeah, oh, yeah, like a Palatine Blade helmet or something on there. Yeah. Look really nice. I'm not sure if there's anything else heresy related that they have released or talked about, right? Uh, it's been a long time though, but uh, I don't think so. Uh, the new uh, new giants though, or the oh, Sons yeah. of Behemoth, they look really cool, but they're okay. going to be huge. I love uh, their like baby legs. They really look like yeah. babies that <laughs> haven't really learned how to walk yet. Yeah. It's really the way cool. that their their toes are like po- pointing inwards. Yeah, yeah. It's really cute. <laughs> no, I mean, but, um, because there are rules for the gargants, right? If you go back to, like, well, now now the giant is called a gargant in Age of Sigmar, but whatever. In old in the old world, you had uh, giants and, did, and you had gargants, right? Like the... Or were they called, like, bone crusher giants? Yeah, Forge, Forge World made, like, really big giants. Yeah. So okay. maybe you could use those rules or something? Yeah. Kind of cool. definitely work. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, the but I yeah I just remember how long it took to paint the giant for me. So I'm thinking uh-huh. oh, with all those details, <laughs> oh yeah, but, all yeah. that that skin surface. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy, crazy. Uh, are you yeah looking forward to seeing them? Um, no, no, I think that's all of the new stuff. Uh, yeah, I think people were expecting more from the live stream. This time, from the from the horse heresy perspective, but yeah, but a lot a lot for other parts of uh, Games Workshop, I think, but not so much for heresy. True. Also, uh, I think it's mm-hmm. really weird. Like, did you see that release of uh, those like two limited edition 40k models? The it's a librarian and a sister battle. Yeah, it's 
I don't have they done this before like those kind of limited releases well they, I guess they did do you remember like these uh, they did that for Horus Heresy right like the oh, yeah, like, Tartarus armor Terminator yeah, yeah, right. the ones you could only get in store yeah so it's something like that I guess yeah. but I was like because the Sister mm-hmm. Battle looked really cool and then they're yeah. like oh yeah you can only get it for a week and it's like 25 pounds yeah well maybe they get a lot of money from that I don't know uh, but the Terminator was it, w- children are screaming at the top of their lungs <laughs> close the window uh, happy screams or yeah pull down the blinds as well <laughs> that'll, that'll show them <laughs> get, get on out of here kid. <laughs> but like the the librarian was he he is a new model also or because I, I, yeah. I was like oh isn't he that old uh, ultramarine turbine uh, like librarian Ty, or Ty, Ty, Tiberius Tiberius yeah. who like used that. to be a half elf in second edition oh really <laughs> yeah oh shit the times they are changing uh, ah. but enough about that uh, have you had any time to do any hobby lately I've had the time. But not the <laughs> the will to do so. Oh, okay. Uh, I I painted my slayers and the last oh. of my dwarf characters. I don't know if I mentioned that. Maybe I did. No, probably. I think you were working on them last time, but yeah. So I finished them. So and... every dwarf is painted. Yes. All right. Oh. I have like uh. some bits and bobs laying around, mm-hmm. but all the the dwarfs that I am planning to use are painted. Nice. Great success. So yeah. now you can do your cool rhinos for your iron hands or maybe do your chaos warriors or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or start an iron warrior army. <laughs> Who knows after <laughs> this? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> uh, but, well, I have been busy painting some fantasy, though. Uh, I fi- yeah, I saw so your general. Oh, yeah. Isn't he pimp? Super pimp. Yes, that is the mm. word I would use. He is yeah. pimp AF. Yeah, the Leetpold, the black model, is, it has so much little details, and I added so much gold and purple to him, so it looks badass. And then I painted the horse white, and all the other horses are black so far, so it just oh, it looks stunning. Oh, yeah, really? I did that to, to my journal as well. Yeah. Uh, it really makes it stand out. Yeah. Uh, where, where did you get the head from? Because you did a head swap on Leetpold. Oh, it's uh, Perry Miniatures. Uh, mm. So I think it's supposed to be like because it's the War of the Roses, so it's like uh, King Henry the something, or I don't, I, I, I don't know history that well. Uh, I could check it up in the book in the box here somewhere. But basically, it's it's uh, one of the English kings, and uh, he comes with a helmeted head and one without a helmet. So it's basically it's really cool. Yeah, it, it looks like my other mercenary helmets, but it actually actually has like a molded on or like a crown on top of the. Nice. Of a normal helmet, uh, yeah, yeah, he looks, he looks really cool. Uh, so yeah. now I'm working on some more uh, uh, paymaster bodyguard, just three of them to fill up the unit, or to make them an even twenty, and then I have to do some more knights before. Uh, yeah, then I might have to build some more. So we'll see. Uh, so what, what will he be, your your general? Uh, he's going to be a mercenary general, which is a thing in. Uh, I th- yeah, I think yeah, it was both the thing in the old sixth edition and in the Warhammer Armies project. So that's uh, a, a lord. Yes, choice, yes, right. Yeah, he will he... be my first lord. 
Nice. So uh, he he's like just like a, a fighting character. Does yeah, he yeah, have any abilities exactly. or anything? Uh, you, I mean, in the yeah, once again, in the Warhammer Armies project, you have these traits and quirks that you can give your general. Uh, so I'm gonna look there. There are some really cool ones there that you can either be better at fighting or you know like more of a uh, stra- strategist, and you can have spies oh, cool. and stuff like that that can affect mm. uh, the enemy. Mm. Uh, but then he also has this huge blade, so I guess I have to give him some sort of magic weapon or something. I feel yeah. like it's at a, least a, a great weapon. Maybe a, it's the o- ogre blade plus three strength or something. Yeah, giant's blade, I think. So. Giant, yeah, because yeah, it looks that would fit really well, and it's a yeah. great, great weapon. Yeah, yeah. Because you still strike be... at initiative with that, I think. Ooh, yeah, something like that would be cool. Uh, but I mean, then he is still a human, so I, I guess he will get killed easily. Also, <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll see. Uh, gonna be gonna be fun. And I know that uh, Manfred is keen on maybe playing some fantasy in the future again. Uh, yeah, uh, I saw he has started he... making his chaos chaos warrior uh, chaos, chaos dwarfs. Dwarf yeah, I saw he yes he got some online. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I've seen some pictures actually. He's painting them like a uh, nice turquoise with some yellow in there and stuff it looks really cool uh, uh, and the, those models the old ones are really scary also with their big noses and beards and oh <laughs> yeah it's cool it's cool yeah yeah he has some cool ideas for his army um so we'll see about that but and i also nah, and that's a good segment because i did play a game with manfred uh or well against manfred so uh went down to the local club ulva uh, me and uh, August joined forces uh, against Oliver and uh, Manfred. So two versus two, 2,000 points each. And I brought my Ultramines. So, you know, Praetor with some uh, command squad on jet bikes, uh, two squads of uh, Breachers, uh, Laser Destroyer Rapier, and uh, the Locustari Jump Guys and the Fulmentaris Terminators. What what do you have uh, left of this case? Uh, to paint, yeah. uh, I still have the Invictoris, the like the axe dudes. The mm. I I had, have ten of them. I, I need to paint. I think that's mainly it. Uh, but I haven't had the uh, yeah the the feeling for painting them in a long time, which is a bit sad. Um, you just have to rewatch Gladiator. Yeah, I th- yeah, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> um, and then, uh, I, yeah, August brought uh, loyalist Iron Warriors. Mm, perfect for this episode with uh, Kur Valen leading them, or Kur Van Halen, which we renamed him. So we started playing Van Halen music whenever he was in a challenge and stuff. It was cool. <laughs> Might as well jump, jump, burp, 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 burp. Uh, and he had. Uh, you know, very nice uh, themed army with a lot of um, big infantry squads, just tactical squads marching up. Um, A Spartan with Curvalen and I think 20 infantry, just tactical marines. He had some Havocs with uh, autocannons and uh, a Contemptor Mortis Dreadnought. I think, and maybe a plasma support squad in a Rhino also, I think. So I think that's our force. And then on the other end, we had uh, Abaddon himself, uh, Oliver leading mm-hmm. his newly painted Sons of Horus. So Abaddon with uh, five Jesterian, uh that were deep striking then. Uh, he also had a Plasma Squad, and I think he had a couple of... Um, I think, yeah, he ran Pride of the Legion, so he had like... I think maybe they were all three uh, veteran squads then in Rhinos with some mm-hmm. scary weapons in there. Uh, and... 
a Primaris Lightning Fighter with some Krakens, I think, also. Uh, and a Levi- Leviathan Dreadnought, also. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. also the Leviathan. Yeah, yeah, just a casual. And, uh, oh, yeah, uh, I think a um, Javelin Landspeeder mm. and some Outrider Bikers last month. <laughs> this keeps at, how big was this arm? Just keep adding No, that's, that's 2000. It wasn't that. I mean, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> uh, and then he joined with Manfred, who was bringing his uh, Solar Ox uh, oh. traders. Um, so, you know, some big, just last rifle squads uh, walking and um, uh, some Ogrins. Then he had two of these, uh, what are their transports called? Not Damocles. The ones with the Medusa cannons or Vindicator cannons in front? Yes, yes, the demolishers. Two of those with some, one had like a Flamer squad and one had the Volkite squad. God damn it. I'm blank. Isn't something on the D? D tanks. I don't know. It's the same chassis as the Malkador. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, oh. Two of those. He had also one of those uh, Carnodon tanks, I think, like with a lot of, like the, the Auxilla Predator tank, basically. Oh, cool. Uh, he also had a, a Primaris <laughs> flyer, uh, but not with any Kraken penetrator rounds, I think. He ran oh, some, a, sun, sun, yeah, some Sun Fury weapons or something. That's think that's his army. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, I was expecting him to bring his demons. No, well, no. Not for this. Uh, and he was thinking about bringing the Macarius tank, but uh, then he was even more of a gentleman and said, no, I, I won't bring any Lords of War. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we played opposite uh, quarter deployments, and uh, the mission was to get into each other's deployment zone, basically. So both sides had a lot of uh, things in reserve. Um so of course the middle sort of ended up like a big slaughter, but we basically we well our side pushed through the middle because we managed to destroy a lot of things there early on, like the 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 Leviathan dreadnought and uh, yeah the yeah the Ogrins and all of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> managed to kill that. Killed the the Leviathan with the Spartan. No, with the Iron Havocs, which you will Ooh. hear are really good That's... at picking off uh, hull points. Even with autocannons, I think they were glancing it on sixes or something. Um, but yeah. then they have like tank hunter and stuff, so they can yeah. hitting on two plus tank hunter. Yep, yep. And Pretty. like minus to cover saves as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they they did good. Um, so we pushed through and got a lot of scoring units in their deployment zone that way. But then they managed to outflank us and deep strike into our deployment. And we didn't have enough things there to stop them. So basically, Abaddon just showed up. He teleported in the middle of our deployment. And then I sent brave Maximus Decimus Meridius and his <laughs> command squad on bikes. And we charged in and it was a glorious battle. Because uh, yeah, the Jostarian uh, didn't do that well. Um, but uh, in the end, well, it was a pretty drawn out fight. Because I think... Yeah, um, like Abaddon, well, first of all, Abaddon doesn't have uh, Eternal Warrior, so he was scared of getting insta-killed by Power Fist and stuff. Uh, but then he was fighting back with his Power Fist, and he couldn't insta-kill my Praetor because he's on a jet bike, right? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he kept on like, and I had an Iron Halo and stuff, so it was like, oh, God damn it! <laughs> he just kept mooning him and stuff. Uh, but in the end, Abaddon won. Uh, that fight, and I think he and one Jostarian came out alive, and then they charged into a, a, a breacher squad that I had there. He challenged my uh, 
sergeant who had a power fist. He went in and just knocked out Abbott on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> just instant kill. So that was kind of fun. Uh, but then, and I think, yeah, in the end, we got the Jesterian also. They just, he was just frantically beating at these breachers who were like getting their five up invulnerable saves from their shields and stuff. Like, ah, oh, we survived. Uh, and I couldn't wound him either. So uh, I think I killed him in the end. But uh, yeah, when we came to turn five or something, uh, it was very even. And. Uh, Oh no, no, it was not very even. <laughs> we we were <laughs> sorry. Uh we were we were clearly winning at that point. But since we had Iron Warriors on our side, they f- could force us to play a sixth turn. Uh mm-hmm. which they did, and I think they managed to um bring up some points. So they they closed up, but in the end we still won. Uh so yeah, it was fun to get to play some heresy. It was a long time ago. Uh, nice. Uh wh- what was the mission? <laughs> Search and destroy, maybe. Oh, it's the one you get oh, yeah, points yeah, for yeah. having units in the yeah. enemy's deployment. So okay, so yeah. or maybe Where the deployment they... was search and destroy. Actually, deployment might have been search and destroy. Nah. Well, All right. Two, well. two points for scoring units in enemy deployment. One point for denial units and slay the warlord and attrition. All right. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. Um, and. Uh, then we can move into the fact that I, I had a little army idea also. Yeah, uh, I was I was reading through the the beautiful you know um, model masterclass book from Forge World. Just looking at these awesomely painted tanks. Is that the one uh, with the the big cannon in front? Uh, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the diorama, I think. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's beautiful, and I was like, oh yeah, god damn it, and I mean. I know these techniques now because I did the MK course. So it's like, I could, I could do this weathering and some rust and some grime and, oh, that could look really cool. Uh, and, uh, you know, ah, I should just treat myself and buy a nice tank and weather it like this, you know, just to get the urge out of the system, sort of. Because now I've been painting fantasy with my brush for so long that I feel like, oh, I want to airbrush again, which is good. Uh, but then I want to do something new, which is not good. Um, and I always wanted to have Death Course of Krieg. And I thought, like, if I'm going to do a tank, I would want to do the Macarius tank, because I think that's the coolest tank there is. Um, I think it's the most beautiful tank they produced, so to say. Uh, yeah, it's like a, like a, a grittier version of the Fellblade. Yeah. Just and it just more, feels more real. More angles. Yes. Feels real, more realistic somehow also. Feel like it's like a tiger tank or something brought out yeah. of the, brought into 40k, um, and uh, but the problem is though that you know ah oh, if I buy one tank you know which I should just do, and just paint it and have like a fun thing but ah oh, then I might as well run a tank army or something hmm how could I make a tank army, uh, and then it, I would of course want to use the Death Corps of Krieg but I want I have never done a mechanized army. And I really would like to do that in that case. Uh, you know, just a lot of big heavy tanks that I want to paint. Uh, some infantry, but then they are, of course, all in transports and stuff. So it's like a mechanized column. Yeah, going through the fields, crushing everything they come across. So I made a little army list, uh, which is about 2,000 points. Uh, and I would like to hear your uh, thoughts about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I am intrigued. The problem here is like, uh, first of all, I just had like, oh, these are tanks that I want to use in that case. Uh, but how would I make like a legal list? 
And I thought, okay, I, I would I would use the militia list in this case. Um, with but you'll see that there are some exceptions here. Uh, but uh, then I I want I need a you can't have a tank commander in the militia list, but I just have a force commander. Uh, and then I I was thinking of giving um, I would use the, like a commissar model for him, and uh, he would use the provenance warrior elite, which gives plus one leadership, which I feel is appropriate for death corps of Kree because I feel like they don't really give up. They are very stubborn, right? They just mm -hmm. go through, no matter the casualties. Uh, I, you could also give them like upgrades to have better armor saves, and I don't know, just didn't that didn't match up as well, I think. Uh, but yeah. Uh, then, uh, well, yeah, he's gonna be riding with uh, a, a bunch of grenadiers, so I thought I would make maybe one. 19-man Grenadier squad and one 15-man Grenadier squad plus the Force Commander. So that's 35 models, right? Mm -hmm. And they could go in a Crassus armored transport. <laughs> you know the, the Crassus one? Yeah. That's also a super heavy, right? Yeah. Uh, I think that also is a pretty cool model. Uh, uh, I mean, even though yeah. I could also go... It's, it's, like a, it's like a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I could also go for a Gorgon though because a Gorgon could be a dedicated transport and that could take 40 models and I also love the Gorgon model yeah um, I think uh, isn't there some weird thing that you can't have several squads in it because it's a dedicated transport even though it's a super heavy oh it might be actually I'm not sure I know that, it, I know that both of them can transport several squads but as you say maybe then one squad has to start outside of it or something stupid like that. I don't know. Not but say, sure. I go, say I go for the Crassus in this case. Huh? Mm -hmm. And then the Grenadiers have, you know, maybe some Flamers and maybe some Plasma. So they, I, I think the idea is that they should just be, if something comes close to threatening the tanks, they should go up and, you know, clear out mobs of infantry with Flamers or something. In my head, that feels like a, like a fluffy choice, right? <laughs> because if you have infantry covering... Uh, a mechanized, you know, the, wouldn't they be there to just keep other, you know, melt a bomb squads or stuff away from the tanks? Yeah. While while the tanks shoot the bigger targets or something. Uh, well, that yeah. So that's that was the idea there. Um, then I also wanted to take a Malkador tank because I wanted to have different nice looking tanks. Uh, a squadron of three Lehman Rust tanks. Uh, and how do squadrons work again? Do they have to fire at the same thing? Yes. They do, okay. Because uh, I was thinking of having maybe one Vanquisher and two just normal, but then I would it would be better to just have everything infantry. I thought they would be out after killing squads of infantry, the, the Russes. Yeah. Demolishers are great. Yeah? yeah. Kill both. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, a Macarius tank. Mm -hmm. um, so that's pretty nice, right? Uh... But wait, there's more. Because <laughs> for fast attack, I would also like to have uh, two Salamander Scout tanks. Oh, nice. Uh, because they are just gorgeous. And I know that they're not in any Horus Heresy book yet. But fuck it, because in Horus Heresy, there were more diverse tanks than there are in 40k. And there was definitely some sort of variant that could look like the salamander tank the problem is yeah. that you can't buy the fucking salamander tank anywhere uh <laughs> although i've seen people convert chimeras and i was looking at oh there's the the hydra battery it's like a chimera tank with 
autocannons on top, and maybe if you take away the big gun there, but you use plastic art, maybe you could build it that way. I don't know. Uh, and that's not it. Oh, lost. I also like to have two centaur uh, artillery tractors or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're called cool. the also Death Corps of Krieg, and they they can transport five guys, right? And in the Death Corps of Krieg, they could take five uh, grenadiers or something. But in the militia list, you can't take squads of five grenadiers. But you can take recon squads of five guys. So I thought, well, then five recon dudes with like shotguns and demolition chargers or something could go in there. And they could be like a little scout force of like centaurs and salamanders going ahead of this heavy column of <laughs> Neiman Russ, Malkador, Crassus, and Macarius. That's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten tanks. Nice. And oh, some so infantry. So, so you have two salamanders and two centaurs, right? Yes, yes. And the salamanders nice. are like, they have their autocannons. I think they're really cool. I thought they also could transport, but they couldn't. But they, they're just like a yeah. fast, light tank with an autocannon. And I don't think that... Look, I, I mean, if I want to do this, I would just build this army. And if someone doesn't want to play with them because they're not technically in a militia force, then that's fine. <laughs> because I, I don't want to play, fight that person in that case. But I think if I would do an army like this, paint them gorgeously, I don't think that either the centaurs or the salamanders are particularly good they're just light tanks that will probably get blown up like this this fucking centaur has like a heavy stubber on it and they, uh but yeah i don't know yeah I th- sounds I, awesome i mm-hmm. th- yeah i think it's a bit like annoying when you have these great ideas and then you're pretty restricted by like what is uh a legal force organization in 30k like it, it hampers yeah. me so much when i have these cool uh project ideas and then just kind of suck away the the creativity of like what you actually want from this army. Like you you want tanks, but then you have to have just a guy that's supposed to be your HQ. Yeah. And then you have to have two troops. And like, where do I put these guys? Well, mm. I don't really want to put them anywhere. But yeah. um, I was thinking, so the the Crassus, that's a mm. Lord of War, right? Yes, it is. And then you you also have your the other Lord of War. Yes. yes, but you can take a super heavy detachment if they have six hull points or less, I think, right? Or yeah, eight I, or I, I'm not sure. I think maybe they will have to be the same kind of tank. Ooh. But, that uh, could be a thing. That could actually be a thing. But uh, the Macarius, like yeah. if you would take two Macariuses instead. Yeah. Uh, you could definitely, like in, in your mind's eye, you could definitely have these the guys, the grenadiers being just tank riders, like oh, yeah. like the Russians did. Like they used to put guys on the back of tanks and just drive them into battle. And when they meet the when enemy, starts... they just disembark and start fighting oh, yeah. on foot with the tanks. That is a cool idea. So just before the battle, they, they basically deploy on the ground because they just jump off the tank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, also, just transports in general, the way you use them in battle. It's not like you you don't usually drive into battle with uh, transports. Like the, ah, that is true. The, the Germans did it with their half tracks sometimes, but yeah. usually they use disembark and then they wait somewhere until the battle's over and then drive away. Yeah. That is, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good points because it's like how would, you wouldn't be able to use the crests effectively. You would go in and start an yeah. assault vehicle, you would have to, you'd ha- try to disembark. 35 dudes, which probably wouldn't even fit within six inches of the disembarkation lot. 
and like yeah. and then they would try to shoot to something or get blown up but but i can't oh, okay I, yeah. Mm? yeah i like your idea. it seems like if if you only have one it seems a mm. bit odd as well it seems like like a it hauls troops mm. places but it's mm. not like something you would really drive into battle by itself mm. unless you do like a full crassus assault team i yeah. know I also like just the idea of having multiples of the same to make them, mm-hmm. make them feel like they are part of a unit. Yeah. I think two Macarius's as well would look really cool, like a, a pair. But then I should be, I would probably do two variants though, right? Maybe yeah. one of the standard or one with the Vanquisher gun or something. Or the, yeah. oh, the, or the Vulcan Mega, mega Bolter. Oh. Yeah. yeah, they're all really cool variants. I really like the Vanquisher. Those, mm-hmm. those long guns just look really cool. Yeah. And Although the, that, the, that all the rules fire. really, yeah, that th- no, it, it's just better than a real one. It can fire both types of shells, so you can select oh, which okay, shell to fire. True. That's true. So you can fire either the armor piercing round or yeah. the same round that the regular one shoots. Mm. Because that's the one that's good, right? Because the armor piercing one isn't really that good, I think. Because it's uh, just like one shot strength. Maybe I'm sure. Ten, I I... Oh, okay. I mean, all uh, all those shots are pretty shit. Like the fell blade. Armor piercing around is also really pants. Oh, maybe that's the one. I, I know that you've talked about one that's really bad. Yeah, it's uh, like but a, I, I don't know. Oh. It's just like but a last the, cannon round. Yeah, yeah. But uh, oh, centaurs and scouts, uh, salamander scout tanks, right? Oh, yeah, that's cool. awesome. Pretty cool, right? <laughs> I, I like that idea as well. Like you have two of each, so that yeah. they're like a pair. Uh-huh. Uh So like one salamander would go with one centaur kind of thing. And oh yeah, scout. I don't. But maybe they are in. I don't know. They might have to be in squadrons, actually. Oh, the salamanders, or I think both of them, actually. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think that <laughs> depends which made-up rules do you want to use. Yeah, okay, but oh, in their entries in like the old rules, they they are like one to three choices. Um, and if they are both both fast attack tanks, I couldn't take four separate ones. I feel I would yeah. have to take. I mean, the centaurs yeah. really should be. Like a dedicated transport to the recon to grenadiers or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But uh, oh, well, if you know. if you play against me, then I would definitely count them as dedicated transports. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and that's what sort of what I feel also like. Come to the, uh, if I make an army, I would you know I want to play people who are have the same mindset, and uh, then I wouldn't mind if you have your own you know if you have your cool uh, idea of like ah. Oh, I just want to have infantry. Swarms of infantry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> it's yeah. a cool idea. So, my militia project has not really gone anywhere because mm. I haven't got any of the models that I ordered. Because some oh, yeah, were you... sent to work, and then I haven't heard of, about them since. That's true. But, okay, so you're Valhallans, right? Yeah, the was Damn, th- this could be a cool uh, matchup, like Russians versus uh, uh, Nazis or something. Armored Germans, yeah, and I would have my cavalry just riding up to the, oh, the tanks. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Wow, oh, this could look uh, really cool. I kind of want to paint the 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 yeah the infantry as like SS also, <laughs> like with very <laughs> black colors and <laughs> maybe some red. But I, I mean, I can't just paint swastikas on them even if, if I want to. Uh, <laughs> and they. And since you'd only have uh, grenadiers, it'll look really cool since they have yeah. the the skulls on their masks. Oh yeah, that's true. That depends on if, if I can get those models or not. Uh, otherwise, I'll just have to use normal marines and say that they are grenadiers. 
Yeah. Stormtroopers are really cool. Great models. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I used to have a Krieg army. I don't know if I've Yeah, no, I know. This. Yeah, you have, you have. And I, I'm really jealous. And, and, you, and I always ask what happened to it. You just gave it away. Yeah, when I moved out from my parents. So we had to get cash. Mm. Um, yeah, but that was all right. That was for 40k. It would oh. be a, been a pain to convert it, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it would be really, a really cool matchup because I would only have like cavalry and walkers in my army against oh. endless tanks. Yeah. Yes. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. 2021. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I, I guess I wouldn't start this army until uh, this autumn or something. So. Because I can't order things now anyway, so it's like, uh, yeah. who knows if I will still have the, the passion, but we'll see. Or, or yeah. the passion to finish an entire army is also a problem. I hope my army is not on its way back to Novosibirsk. Ah, that, is, that would be a shame. But wait, so, but did they leave it at your work? I, no, I don't know. They, they couldn't have, because we don't have a post box there even. Oh. So we will see. Yeah, yeah, we shall see. Um, but I think that's all I had uh, <laughs> in like crazy hobby ideas and stuff. So you, what do you say? It's a time to get into the main segment. People are craving to hear about the fourth Iron Let's... Warriors. Iron within, iron without. So we'll be right back after this musical break. Take you to the ground with us 
And we're back. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say like, oh, I need to take a break. No. No break. No, no break. You're like an iron warrior. You just we're keep on relentless. going. Relentless. Um, so how, basically, I've, uh, I went through book three, which is the one, is it Massacre? No. Whatever. Book three has the original entry on the iron warriors. The black book three. Uh, and I've gone through the fluff there. And then, so I, I think I should start telling you about the background, right? And yeah. then um, uh, you'll fill us in with any fluff that you know also. And then you'll take over and tell us about how we actually play with the Iron Warriors. Um, which we have to say is one of the most popular legions, right? We've seen a yeah. lot of Iron Warrior players. For sure. They're always at uh, events. And I think... <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I think one of the big major parts is also that they, there are so many of them and that's a lot of them stayed loyalist also and I think that yeah that, that's why we see a lot of players because there are some that are like oh I want to play Iron Warriors but I only want to play traders and some only want to play loyalist um, and they are a cool legion so maybe that's why so many like them we'll see <laughs> Um, but first, the basics. They are the fourth legion. Their primarch is Perturabo. They don't really have any nicknames, but some uh, some have called them the corpse grinders, which is a very negative uh, negative term, which we'll come back to. It's like don't tell it to an iron warrior's face because it'll yeah. be very sad. It's not enemy corpses. No, no, exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> um, they favor siege warfare, armored assaults, planetary decimation, and attrition warfare. And their home planet is Olympia. But let's go back to the origins on Terra. Because uh, the Iron Warriors actually had very good seed. The seed is strong, as they say. Uh, and this was seen that uh, a lot of the early recruits, they accepted the, you know, the implants and everything. So they, they grew in strength quite quickly. And they were put, on, put into service together with the 1st and 5th Legion. That's the Dark Angels and Space Wolves, right? Or Fifth Legion? Or is uh, it White Scars? White Scars. White Scars. Yeah, I was a bit surprised, surprised about that. But apparently White Scars were also like the early wor- workhorses on Terra and the unification and stuff. Not unification. Well, yeah, whatever. Um, and they were put to uh, good use in conquering uh, the solar system. Uh, and they got a lot of good stuff from Mars early on. That's why... They have such a good. Uh, yeah, well, they have a lot of tanks and stuff. Uh, they're yeah. They lots of they toys. Ma- lots of toys. That's for sure. Um, their main element was called the Eighth Expeditionary Fe- uh, Fleet, and they helped secure the Segmentum Solar. Uh, and because they had such a well great success in their conquest, 
the le- the symbol of the eighth the eighth expeditionary fleet was used as the symbol for the entire legion in the beginning, and that's the symbol of the winged uh, lightning bolts. It's kind of cool, mm-hmm. like a sort of a reference to you know ter- to the emperor, I guess. Um, uh, but it took quite a long time for the fourth legion to find their primarch Perturabo. Um and meanwhile, around them, all the other legions, you know, were reunited with their primarchs, and they started taking on uh, weird cultures from their new home planets, and you know, intermixing and uh, trying to mimic their primarchs. And during this time, the Iron Warriors stood out for not standing out, sort of, because they they remain true to the early warfare strategies. They are like the, you know, the blueprint of how the Astartes should be in sort of they're vanilla marines if you want to say also <laughs> um but this meant that a lot of a lot of uh, outsiders considered them as unimaginable uh, imaginative uh, mechanistic and honorless it's like oh they what uh, they don't seem to take any joy in battle they don't laugh at the face of battle they're like uh did you play the the ultramarine game or the space marine game uh oh, the for like the, the one for console where you're fighting orcs and stuff Yes. Uh, no, I didn't really, but... Well, you have this sidekick, and that that's just like, follow the codex! Follow the codex! <laughs> yeah, so, they're, they're probably like, like that. Uh, the, the Iron Wars are like that. Just follow what the Emperor wrote. Follow yeah. what he said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, and this, this actually meant that a lot of uh, you know, the leaders of Terra really liked the Iron Wars because they were good at following orders. They were like, well, whatever the task, they'll do it, of course, because they're ordered. Whereas some other are like, some of the you know, legions that I've developed are like, what? No, that doesn't seem honorable enough for our legion or something. Um, and thus, the fourth were given a lot of inglorious missions. They were the workhorse of the... Uh, yeah, of the Great Crusade. So, um, and a lot of them were put into, you know, garrisoning duties. You know, like, oh, here's a fortress. Let's send some iron warriors to take care of it. They don't mind. They don't complain. It's like, oh, okay, we'll do it. And maybe this is how the seeds of bitterness are sown. Because, you know, uh, they also want to have some glory for themselves. Um, but they were early on great with technology and tanks. Overshadowed perhaps a bit by the 10th Legion. So the Iron Hands. Uh, maybe they were good yeah. at, they were better, maybe not better at using tanks, but maybe better at marketing, but they were good with tanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Iron Warriors also loved, of course, using artillery to first soften up the enemy. Then they went in with heavy tank charges. And if that didn't work, they just were so stubborn that they kept on throwing infantry and infantry, causing huge casualties. Um, until the battle was won. An example of this was seen quite early on in the Forge world in Caladion, where this 8th Expeditionary Fleet showed up. Um, they set up their plans, you know, and then they went down, made Planetfall, when they, and then they suddenly realized that, oh shit, we had totally underestimated this enemy. The, the resistance was much, much higher, but instead of, you know, pulling back, regrouping, thinking again, they were like, no, we have our plans, we'll stick to them, no <laughs> matter what. <laughs> Which is really stupid. Uh, and uh, in the end, they did win this battle, but it cost them 29,000 Marines and 2 million Damn. Imperial Army soldiers. And Terra was not happy at all after this. So the, this was, yeah, suddenly they were not held in favor anymore. Uh, and they were very sad, but maybe finding their Primarch could help this. We shall see. That should help with their mood. Uh, meanwhile, 
the Lord of Iron, grew up on Olympia, which is an industrial world with a lot of uh, mountains. And in the mountains, you have these little cramped city-states and little valleys where they have their farming and they fight over their valleys. They build Space Greek. Greece. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. And they build the little fortresses and then they try to bring it, the fortresses down. Uh, and they were ruled by a number of tyrants. Twelve of them were a bit like major forces that were fighting each other. One was called Damakos, uh, who was the ruler of Locos. And he's the one who found uh, baby Perturabo and took him in. They basically made a deal. He was not really like a foster father. It was more like this young, you know, hyper-human boy is running around uh, <laughs> like a sort of a mercenary fighting, uh, you know, uh, for money and stuff. And uh, uh, we make a deal. If you help us win this battle, we will take you in and give you all the coolest equipment and food and shit and uh, teachings. And Purdy was a very smart little... Uh, Primarch. Uh, it said that he chose his name from an ancient text. And I don't know if Perturabo could either mean I, um, I endure, I, f- I was looking up on the internet, or maybe it's just a play on word on to perturb, which means to cause to be worried or to upset. Mm. Mm. You perturb someone. <laughs> you can get pretty upset <laughs> by Perturabo, I guess. Um, and uh, he liked to make up a lot of new toys uh, and siege weapons and stuff. Which of course helped his tyrant uh, become the yeah the, the greatest ruler on uh, on Olympia, um, and uh, but yeah yeah well uh, it's still people didn't really trust. There's a lot of intrigue at court on Olympia, so many uh, of even of his same uh, house tried to conspire to assassinate this weird young space boy who was clearly getting way too powerful uh, than his own good. But none really succeeded in killing him, of course. Um, Then suddenly the emperor shows up and Perturabe is like, oh, I knew I was from another place. Take me with you. Teach me stuff. Uh, Oh, and the emperor is like, here's your legion. Uh, And Perturabe was not impressed by what he saw. And (laughs) maybe not hearing like things like uh, the Forge World where they lost so many. He was like... Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not satisfied by this. This. Uh, this is not a perfect killing machine. And they were like, "Oh, we found our Primarch. Maybe you can help us be as good as we want to be." Yes, I will start by having you guys kill every ten of you randomly chosen and kill them with your bare hands. Yay! What a great. Uh, <laughs> so, what a so great what, start. What is up with that? Why did he do that? Well, he was unimpressed. He was like, you, "We need to teach you a lesson. You have been. Uh, I, I don't know." <laughs> it just seems like the well, worst okay, well, boss he wanted to teach them the lesson that the price of failure is death to him he, he demanded a peerless engine of war of, out of his legion and he renamed them the Iron Warriors um, and I think in a way this is kind of cool because uh, I mean imagine if you think about- handing in something late for work and then your boss just goes hmm, I am unimpressed I will now randomly select one of your ten fingers and I'll <laughs> cut it off. It's, now you can type better. <laughs> well, I mean, if maybe one, maybe you know, you got rid of some of the bad marines and you kept the good ones this way. Made them, he hardened them for the task at hand. Um, and I think it's cool. It's cool because in the, in one sense, Perturab is very close to the emperor in that the emperor sees his primarchs as tools, right? They're just weapons. He doesn't care about them, really. 
And Perturabo yeah. doesn't care about his legionaries. Many other other <laughs> primers are like, oh, my son. And they're like, oh, father. But Perturabo per doesn't. They're like, well, they are a valuable resource, but they are, they are a resource. And we're using them to win this war. If I need to kill more to take this objective, I will do that. Which I think is a, he's a very cold uh, Primarch in that sense. But maybe also the most efficient, right? Because what fucked up the heresy isn't that that oh, the, all these like, oh, father and son and uh, marines are more loyal to their Primarchs than they are to the Emperor and stuff. Uh, the Emperor just wanted two weapons, but then he made little... He gave them feelings. <laughs> uh, but as we will see... Uh, the Iron Warriors also have feelings, and those feelings are quite hurt. Um, <laughs> uh, they they are of course known for having the highest number of losses throughout the Great Crusade, but they were also very quick at replacing them. They had a high you know, high success rate in getting that, new recruits. Good good seed. Yeah, exactly. Good seed, and they got the job done. You can't, uh, you know. Still have to. That's the end uh, goal here. Uh, they didn't get a lot of friends with the other legions and stuff. They did get some friends in the Mechanicum because they are also sort of like <laughs> thinking in binary. Autistic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we understand you. Um, and they were not, uh, they did not fear using mortals as cannon fodder or just to test an enemy. It's like, huh. uh, to them, all of them, because they, of course, mimic their Primarch and lives are simply numbers in the equation to win the war. Da -da -da -da. Here is where the nickname, the Corpse Grinders, came in. Because, yes, you said they, they just threw... If you were a mortal, uh, like just a, you know, a soldier in the Imperial Army, and you're assigned to Iron Warriors, you were not happy about this assignment because it would probably just get you killed. Like, hmm, there might be a minefield over there. Send in this cohort to try it out. <laughs> um, but... Uh, the Warmaster Horus, of course, well, yeah, since there were a lot of, you know, uh, unhappy voices raised for this, you know, this waste of human life. Uh, but Horus, wanting to keep the crusade going and everything, uh, he was very smart, so he just started sending uh, criminals and slaves to the Fourth <laughs> Legion. <laughs> so it's like, oh, well, no one will miss these guys. Do whatever you want with them. Uh -huh. And now we come to the, the structure of uh, the Iron Warriors. Uh, instead of chapters, they had great battalion, no, grand battalions, which are sort of, yeah, they're usually about a thousand marines plus uh, tanks, artillery, and all logistics. So maybe a chapter might be more just like a chapter is made up of just marines, but a grand battalion also has all the logistics needed for that to work, you know. Uh, yeah. But as they were continuously reinforced and uh, getting, yeah, you know, having heavy casualties, a grand battalion usually varied between 500 marines and 4,000 marines. Hmm. They were then divided into cohorts, grand companies, line companies, armored centuries, and squads. Um, huh? I, and, I like the just the the name grand battalion. It sounds very <laughs> World War One. Yeah, I yeah, I, I agree. I really like it as well. And throughout these grand battalions, the elites were spread out because the few, you know, if you became a veteran, if you actually survived a couple <laughs> of sieges being an Iron Warrior, yeah, that, uh, um, that veterancy is good to spread out so you can use their wisdom. Uh, and they were called the uh, Tyrathicos or Tyranticos. Uh, the dominators, and they were the guys who had most of the Terminator armor, like other legions, right? The veterans get the, the best stuff. 
Um, and then there were, of course, a lot of specialized squads within Grad Battalions. They might have less cannon squads specialized taking out, um, you know, uh, enemy tanks. They might have big Mark III squads uh, for sieges and stuff like that. Uh, and the, the armor of these legionaries were not adorned at all, right? They don't like to make, you know, like an Empress Children would, oh, I'll make my shoulder pads look gorgeous because I can. Well, they do uh, have. Yellow stripes on them. Yeah, that is good. Didn't say anything about the yellow stripes. I don't know. I think it's very hard to explain, and so they didn't really cover that in the book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe there is some fluff somewhere about that. Um, uh, but they did, They only repair their armor when they needed to. If the armor was dirty but still worked, they would keep it that way. Uh, which I think also is kind of cool. Because you can make them look very gritty, this legion. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Turn around my 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 notes here. I have them on paper, you know. I'm such an old school. Uh, we can talk a bit about. Uh, there were some uh, sort of like similar to lodges within the Iron Warriors uh, army. They had societies that were made up uh, because uh, it's sort of to mimic sororities. The, yeah, sort of like sororities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, something like a relic from Olympia that Perturabo brought with him. Alpha um, Kappa Gamma. Yeah, exactly. So you had, for example, the biggest one, the uh, Dodecathedron, uh, the Brethren of Stone, which is a place for exchange of uh, the greatest warriors in the Legion, uh, where rank didn't really matter. So you had like good officers, good builders, good strategists, and they could meet in there and they could discuss, you know, oh, they, they actually played war games. I know this is in Angel Exterminatus. There's a lot about this that they, you know, Oh, let's simulate this siege. And like, oh, how would we beat the uh, Imperial Fist in this siege? Um, yeah. Of course, even though rank wasn't, it said like, oh, rank doesn't matter there. Rarely just standard Marines would go there. Maybe because they died uh, before they got any <laughs> high ranks. Or, But yeah. Um, some other ones were the uh, Apollacron, the Brethren of Steel. They were the guys uh, who really liked Automata and had text priests and stuff, so, you know, robots and things like that. Um, they definitely had some part of the ship that was dedicated to Robo Wars. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, the Kelidikos, I think, Kelidikos, Brethren of Cold, they were fighting uh, in the war, uh, in the void, sorry. Uh, so, you know, uh, shipmasters and uh, breacher squads and stuff. Um, and the Lysatra, the Brethren of Thunder, these were sort of the destroyers. They were, they were just people who had gone crazy in like, how to build the, the weapons who killed most enemies. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, sort of a scary little thing. But I just like these. A, a scale models of the Enola Gay hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes, we can do better. Uh, uh, the Legion... Um, I think when you when you think about Iron Warriors, you think about uh, I mean, you can make them in many different ways. You think about artillery. You can think about masses of tanks. You can think about just masses of infantry. And they did love uh, love having uh, land raiders, typhoons, storm blades, and mastodons. Uh, they of course also used uh, rhinos, basilisks, predators. But these were expendable tanks. They were like, well, we can make new ones. We don't care about them. They were. They also loved some special tanks, like the Cerberus. That's the the heavy tank destroyer one, right? The like yeah. the Benator tank, the, the big triple one. triple gun. Yeah, and then the Scorpius. That's the artillery one, right? Yeah. Uh, and the Thunderstrike. And I was like, oh, 
the Thunderstrike tank? Uh, I had to do some digging, and all I found is that it was a heavy mobile artillery piece favored by the Iron Warriors. So I'm not sure. Maybe like a... Yeah, maybe not the tank. Maybe more of a... Yeah, like an artillery on wheels or something. I don't know. <laughs> on tracks, perhaps? I don't know. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. Cool to have some mysterious tank that they liked. Um, they had um, a thing called the, the Stor ba- uh, Bazask, which is like a specialized siege... Uh, well, yeah. Siege force in the army. Similar to the Order Reductor, actually, in the way that they had a lot of access to Phosphex and atomic weapons and stuff. Uh, a lot of destroyers, of course, made up the, the ranks of this. Uh, um, the Legion as a whole, they like to do bombardments, they like to do tank assaults, they like to do infantry waves. Uh, Long walks on the beach. Yes, <laughs> things like that. Uh, I, I also liked how there was a, a segment about, you know, when they got into close combat, they fought with deadly ferocity that was almost as... I mean, as uh, ferocious as, say, uh, Angron's uh, yeah, worthy. Yeah, I read that as well. Like, because they were just getting so frustrated sitting mm. in their trenches for like months and months. Yeah. And just getting shot at and nothing is happening. And then finally, when there's a breach, you're like, oh my god, yes, let's do yes. this. Let's get off my anger on this fucking <laughs> puny humans. Uh, but what's kind of cool and also scary is that they could be abruptly stopped. They didn't never got into any like blood frenzy or anything like that. It was just like because they knew if they didn't, if they weren't dis- disciplined, uh, Putrabo might kill them. Actually, <laughs> so they were. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like it though that they're not out of control. It's, it makes them even scarier. I mean, world eaters are scary because they're just like, oh, we're crazy, oh, killing people. But if you have someone just killing people and then they're told stop, okay, no problem, stopping that. That's, I think that's almost scarier to have that sort of control. Um. Proterabo did favor some of his legionaries, though. Even though he saw a lot, most of them he just saw as you know weapons to be used. But if some really performed, he rewarded them and maybe gave them the rank of warsmith, which is sort of similar to a praetor. And these were masters of both logistics, siegecraft, and ordnance. They were, you know, they were supposed to have control of the entire war scene that they. Yeah, they were in charge of, basically. Uh, they were, of course, also paranoid because if they failed, Protorabo would not be happy with them. There <laughs> were also uh, a lot of rival- rivalry between these different warsmiths. It was like, oh, I want to be closest to Protorabo. No, I want to be. Because the three um, the three warsmiths that he favored most made up his triarch, which are sort of like the mournival of Protorabo. Yeah, it sounds like classic cartoon villain and his ass-kissers. Yes, exactly. A lot of ass kissing in this Legion. Um, to just finish off like what the what happened with the story. So Protorabo is there now, he has reformed his Legion. Uh, then he hears that Olympia has fallen into rebellion because his uh, well, his foster dad or something, Demikos, has had finally died. And then uh, all the other tyrants was trying to take control. And he couldn't really have that. Um, especially since at this point the Ironwars had been fighting the, the Hrud and lost like one-fifth of their force. It was a really devastating conflict for them. And then suddenly their recruitment sort of cut off from Olympia because there's an, yeah, there's a rebellion back there. So Purdy has to come home. He basically burns Olympia, almost kills 
all of the population and the ones that survive are from that point enslaved living under totalitarian <laughs> rule of him uh, something that a lot of people raised voices saying like oh what the fuck why is this Primark allowed to kill his own planet but the war master approved of this he said no he has the right to do this this is his planet maybe he already knew what he needed to use for before in the future <laughs> well, to finish up when the Horus Heresy starts the Iron Warriors have uh, somewhere between uh, 150 and 180,000 legionaries so that's one of the biggest forces to be reckoned with um, they also had a really big fleet but they were of course also scattered throughout the universe a lot of them small forces making up uh, garrisons and stuff um, and they came to Istvan 5 to help the loyalists of course but at the Dropsite Massacre, they're turned on the Raven Guard, Salamanders, and Iron Hands. Yeah, so, sealing their fate as traitors. So what was their reason for <clears throat> becoming traitors? This is explained well in the Perdurabu book, maybe? Have you read the Perdurabu book? No, I haven't really. I, I know that... I can't remember if it was also in the Angel Exterminatus, if they talked about it there. Because it, it goes into some of the... I know that. Yeah, I, I remember. I mean, he keeps whining that like the rest of the traders are just turning insane, and he thinks that he's the the only sane person left, pretty much. Yeah, which is kind of a you could. It's sort of admirable if he is just like, well, he's choosing this. Like he he thinks this is the the, the side to to fight. Uh, but yeah, I, it's I, not I, really that well explained. It actually, it feels like, of course, they are bitter because they're never giving any glory. They're just, you know. I mean, and also they they write about well, these are transhumans with like a near, you know, uh, I mean they they are meant to withstand any horror, but even a legionary going through so much shit and so such um, terrible places of war that they went to might actually have become a bit uh, uh, deranged, sort of. So yeah. uh, I, maybe it's like if Horus convinces them that they're doing like having a rebellion against the emperor because the emperor is a tyrant. That seems like yeah. what they think yeah. is going on. Yeah, and maybe they convinced them before Pedrabo found out like that the rest of the traitors are just turning insane. Or, Probably, like, yeah, because were, he doesn't like, really s- seem to have any interest in joining chaos and stuff like that. Yeah, he's, he's just like, bitter. <laughs> in, in the old forty k fluff. They mm. they are they don't like chaos, and mm. they have a lot of bionics. And the reason they have that is because when they start to get like mutations from chaos, mm. they cut off those limbs and replace them with bionics. Because oh, like that's chaos. really that's really cool. Yeah, which is oh. not current forty k fluff where they love chaos. I mean, I yeah. guess they are they are like the traitor Iron Hands, right? I mean, they are very similar to your Legion in a sense, but they are the traitor ones. Uh, Yes, in some ways. <laughs> in some ways, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, like, if he got convinced that to join Chaos because he believes it's rebellion, because also mm-hmm. I think like when you just talk to thirty uh, k players and mm-hmm. traders in general, I think like the only ones who defend the trader side as being a rebellion are Iron Warrior players. Ah, oh, yeah, that might be true. Like the rest of them. Like world leader players, like they they don't give a fuck. Yeah. The children they s- seek perfection. They yeah. all have their reason, but like it seems like the Iron Warriors and the Sons of Warriors they just follow Horus. Yeah, and exactly. but it seems like the Iron Warriors are the only ones who really think that this is 
like a, a rebellion against tyrant. Yeah, which is kind of like a yeah, but also I guess this is um, um, reflected in that a lot of the Iron Warriors didn't turn traitor. There, yeah. since they were scattered, they weren't really, you know, all of them close to Perturabon didn't mo- many of them didn't agree with this so a lot of them stayed loyalist i don't know i don't have any numbers that how many of them like the proportions mm-hmm. uh, but more is... i would say more than any other lead probably of the traders right yeah well the rest of the traders had a very efficient way of cleansing their loyalists that is true because that that yeah. iron warriors had them spread out so they couldn't deal with them yeah probably uh, right. but but like w- once they joined the traders hmm. and they they couldn't have known how fucked up their brothers were at that point. Yeah. And then they joined the, the rebellion. And they they're at the dropside massacre. And then I think after that, and then they like Sermonatus, like Paraba notices how fucked up his brothers are, especially Fulgrim. Yeah. Uh, but then they still think that they are right, kind of like they're doing a logical thing that they join this rebellion because it is good for the for mankind. Yeah, and it seems like they're just so stubborn that they just ignore all the bad shit going on around them. They yeah. don't realize that, like, they're not fighting for a good thing anymore. Everything yeah, think, is falling apart, and the traitors are now just a fucking chaos puppet <laughs> shit show. Yeah, I think you nailed it there because they're so stubborn that they. I mean, they can't. They can't change their mind again. That would be really, you know, weird also. <laughs> or they, yeah. they just set in their course, like, no, now we're fighting the Emperor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the thing, I don't like Iron Wars because I can't really respect their mindset at that point. Because mm. the Emperor's children, mm. like, they are totally bananas. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. But I still respect their choice of just going, like, do you know what? Fuck this! Conquering the galaxy and being the the emperor's just soldier and being his puppet. I want to see what this body can do. This superhuman body that was created. I want to see. I want to push it to the limit. Let's yeah. fucking do five kilos of cocaine, space cocaine, and just yeah. glide into space. Yeah. Okay, I respect your choice, Emperor's children. Good on you. And like the. The even the, the word bears like okay well let's find out about these gods let's see what kind of abilities they, they can give us let's transcend yeah. into another plane that's mm-hmm. cool and like sons of warriors being the ultimate warriors and just like fucking everyone up that is mm-hmm. also cool but the iron warriors is like we're fighting for worthy cross like no you're not fucking <laughs> take a look around you look at the Empress children like y- you're not fighting a rebellion you're just like screwing up the galaxy. And but they're, kind of, yeah. they're the only ones that are like clear-sighted enough that they mm-hmm. should know what's going on. And they should, like, uh, if there was even, like, one line in the book saying, like, okay, maybe this is wrong, then I would mm-hmm. accept it. And that, that yeah. they would admit that they're stubborn enough. Mm-hmm. But they won't. They're like, no, this is a worthy cause. We're <laughs> defeating the emperor because the emperor is evil. <laughs> what are you... Ah, but say, it's kind of admirable. What if... What if, okay, now of course in this setting, you know, most of the traders turn you know, to, to the chaos gods and that's like the main thing. But what if it was just about like a rebellion of just dethroning the emperor, which they think it is. Then, I mean, that would be a worthy cause because the emperor is not a good guy. He's uh, just as bad as Horus in many ways. Uh, yes. Even though he's, well, except if you don't think about the chaos gods and everything like that. 
then then I mean the Iron Warriors would be sort of a worthy it would be a worthy call. Like, well, we're doing yes, the right I thing think, here. I think that's what they thought that they were getting into. Mm, yeah. But then like especially after Angelic Sternatus, he yeah, should they... know that like <laughs> we're we're with the wrong crowd here. Yeah. Which yeah, would like, also make for a cool story, right? What if like a Primarch who was traitor, but then in the end, you know, maybe what if like at at the Siege of Terra he would just change his mind like no I know now that we were on the wrong side or something. Uh, that would have been a kind of cool story. Maybe there would have been an, like a chance <clears throat> for absolution if uh, fall hadn't happened as well. Like they got mm. their asses handed to them a bit by the Imperial Fists because they always had this rivalry with the Imperial Fists, mm. and maybe they were like, "Okay, we know what we're doing is wrong, <laughs> but they have a chance to fuck up the Imperial Fists." And yeah. We can't, we can't walk away from fight with the fists. Or maybe that's like, Petrobas told, you know, oh, there's a rebellion? Which side is Dorn on? Oh, I'm on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I personally, I've never um, thought that much of uh, playing this Legion, but I, I, I do like the look of them. And I think, yeah, they, I mean, I like that they have a very iconic uh look of and way of playing or well i mean yeah uh which we will like, go into if you would just like look over the different legions mm-hmm. they are very iconic and like recognizable and they they mm-hmm. do stand out and just that they just represent war in such a good way yeah like siege warfare that's like the, mm-hmm. the typical picture you have of a war mm-hmm. like trenches barbed wire and artillery and shit mm-hmm. and like they look really grim and cool, and they're this metal armor. So yeah. I don't don't blame people for playing them. Mm. But as you say, if you if you feel like you can't relate to their motive, that is, uh, uh, I mean, because they are they are similar to Iron Hands, uh, being very grim in their resolve and stuff. But at least the Iron Hands are still on the good side. They might not have a better reason to fight than the Iron Warriors. It's they also sort of like, well, we fight for the cause, you know, we fight for war. But at yeah. least they they didn't really change their mind. It's <laughs> they don't have to uh, defend why they changed their mind in the way. Uh, yeah, I mean they they are they're fighting a losing fight, Iron Hands, uh, all the time. But yeah, they still do it because it's right. Mm. I mean, it is in some of the books. It is a bit of a boring way to portray them as like. Uh, which we're sad because no one cares about us. So, <laughs> yeah, also, sort of our ho- like a teenage rebellion thing. Mm. Yeah, uh, I also don't get the, the Iron Wars because they also seem like they they don't really want to fight because they like Pedrobo especially that he just wants mm-hmm. to build stuff. Yeah, uh, like well, I could also build stuff the door could do, but yeah. then like they complain about being stuck on garrison duty. Like yeah. you're stuck on a planet to run it and to build. Uh, walls and stuff. Yeah, and then they're like, "Well, this is bullshit. Why am I stuck here? I want to go fight." And then when they're stuck in a trench, they're like, "I don't want to be in a trench. I want to build stuff." (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, but maybe you can only fortify a planet so much, and like, oh, we can't do much more here. Maybe we can. I mean, if if you were like a superhuman, right? If you got all that power, and you were like, "I'm the ultimate killing machine." I think you could get get a bit bored of like, oh, I'm guarding this asteroid, <laughs> and there's no one to fight. <laughs> or we just 
Uh, just playing poker every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, say that we are now interested in playing uh, Iron Warriors. Can you tell us how they work on the on the tabletop? So their rules are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the better Legion rules. They ignore uh, Legion tests for, or they they don't have to take a Legion tests for taking shooting casualties. Oh shit, that is very cool and thematic. Yeah, uh, so they're really good at just standing and taking shots, or also advancing mm-hmm. and under fire. So I, they don't they don't care about people dying. <laughs> yeah. I think they reroll pinning also. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure I yeah. read that. Uh, uh, but that's that's like the only rule they get on the other hand, right? Yeah, they also I mean, have so, a, yeah. a different console type, the Warsmith. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they can take an uh, what's it called, Cortex controller, so they can take Thalax and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Uh, otherwise, you would have to take an Pravian. No, uh, uh, Iron. Something the console uh-huh. type, not Iron Father, but the the console type, the the Techmarine console, whatever he's called. Oh, okay. Oh, and yeah. then you could take Cortex controller. But Force these guys Lord? can have yes, Force Lord. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can have a. I think a, a Warsmith is a Praetor, so he could be like your compulsory HQ. I think and, he has to be, unless Perturabo is there also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could have that and take. Like mechanicum stuff more easily, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I am actually pretty jelly about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can take like a serve armor also, be like yeah. a battlesmith. Yeah, it's like an iron father, but better for mm-hmm. some reason. <laughs> Very similar legions once again. Yeah, so that's those are the the, the rules of the iron warriors, and mm-hmm. they are pretty great. I must say, warsmith is one of my favorite like titles also in the game. I think yeah. just for for this legion is just ah oh, so cool. <laughs> so yeah, we what do you do? Yeah, I'm a smith of war. Oh good. <laughs> I forge war. Um so they what have, special units, yeah, do they have? Yes. They have two <laughs> special un- oh three special units. Mm-hmm. Uh nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh they have the the original two heavy support units, of course. Mm-hmm. The siege tyrants. Mm. That are Cataphracti Terminators with missile launchers on their backs. Oh yeah, and that's pretty much what they are. I don't know. Yeah, no other special rules or anything for them. Can't remember if they have like wrecker or something. They might be good extra or tank I, hunter and stuff. I think I think all of them have wrecker actually, like all Iron Warriors. I mentioned. Oh shit! Yeah, there's something. But maybe only on their grenades and stuff. I think all yeah. grenades have wrecker rules. It comes up so seldom that yeah. That's only against uh, ter- building buildings, right? Yes. Mm. So when you're destroying that bunker with like a squad of metal bombs, now you can mm. do it even mm. better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're great. Siege turns are like a, mm. a great choice for any Iron Warrior army. Yeah, and when they finally got their models, I mean, whew, they look awesome. Yeah. It, it's always hard facing these guys because you're like, oh, it's a shooting unit. But I can't assault it because I'm gonna get smashed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I guess they are at least expensive, but ooh. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Mm. The, and uh, well, are they? Uh, weren't they like 
were they elites and now they're heavy support or something? There was something about that. Yes, I think, I think that you could take them as either or something. I don't know if it yeah. was just like wrongly marked that yeah. it said that they were a choice, but the symbol was different <clears throat> and they had to change it. Or there was also something with in the uh, Legion, the Pride of Legion list. That you yeah, can take but, uh, them as your Pride of Legion compulsory troops, but then you yeah. shouldn't anymore. No, I think because they were elites and now they're heavy support or something. Yeah. Which is a shame because heavy support is something that Iron Warriors want a lot of. You say now, but this mm-hmm. was like 2016. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> We've been in this for too long, man. Too long. All right. So, uh, second unit are the Iron Havocs. Yeah. Which and... were on my side in the game. They were very nice. Yeah, they're great. I think uh, that's what they were called in 40k as well. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they had their own unit rules or if they were just like an upgraded squad for... Or maybe that's what the... all of them were called. They, yeah, I think the, all... The all Chaos the... Between heavy. heavy Sport guys. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So that's how Havocs, good they were. <laughs> they are excellent because they're Ballistic Skill 5. Mm. They've got Tang Hunters. And I think the enemy suffers minus one to their cover save. Yeah. And also they can mix weapons, which is great. Oh, they can take different weapons in the squad? Yes. Ooh. So you can have like auto cannons and missile launchers, or Mm. missile launchers and blast cannons. Mm. So it's a very versatile unit. Do they come with uh, heavy bolters still? Or or auto cannons? I'm not sure. Mm Mm-hmm. One thing that we forgot to mention also is that all their heavy bolters can take like a special shrapnel yes. bolts that give pinning, but minus one uh, AP, so it's armor piercing five instead of four. Um, yeah. But if you have an entire force, I know that uh, August he had just you know a heavy bolter with this on his rhino, and just getting that pinning checks on from a lot of different squads could really have a, an effect on the uh, in a battle. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Um. Uh, and that minus one AP doesn't really matter that much. I mean, if you're facing mm. Marines, mostly. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they have the third unit, the the, the bots. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting about these. The Iron Circle. Yeah. Domitars yeah. with hammers and shields. <laughs> yeah. Big shields. Like, they could interlock to give you a oh. better invulnerable save and are great for shielding characters yes and I, I know in the fluff uh, Perturabo has these as his bodyguard and he has is it eight of them or something right in his little yeah and the, this thing that like uh, you could deep strike with Perturabo mm-hmm. and like in the books he like jumps down with these guys and he lands mm-hmm. and he starts smashing shit and then you couldn't deep strike with them mm-hmm. and that's been like the biggest thing since they released like why can't you deep strike with Perturabo with these guys yeah. I also wonder if can they join him in his transport, which we might get to later. The the Tormentor? Yeah. I don't think so. No. It's also like yeah, there's a <laughs> few things there that just take away the immersion, like, oh god damn it. Of course they should be able yeah. to deep strike. I mean it's not like they can assault when they deep strike anyway. No. I would allow it. I would allow it, it because it's cool. I think you should have eight of them also if it costs four thousand points or something. <laughs> it's very fascinating how like uh, like a single line of text placed somewhere 
can yeah. change the world so much. Oh, yes. Or the lack of this line of text. Yeah. <laughs> but you would just say, like, can do check with Per Robo and also go in his transport. And <laughs> do, yeah. do they have uh, molar bolters or something at least? Do they have any they, fight? Uh, yeah, they also have the, uh, the heavy bolters with shrapnel rounds. Ah, oh, cool. Okay. So they can also pinch it. Mm. Other than that, they're like, uh, uh, what are they called? Domitars. So, so as far as I know, they're not the best bots, maybe. No, I think they're pretty. They're just pretty pricey for what they are, but they are oh, yeah. really cool. Yeah, I mean, the coolest robot model I think that they've made. Yeah, they are dope. All right, can, uh, can you take these? Sorry, do you know if you can take these? If you just run a warsmith, can you take them as like his bodyguard as well? Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like. That would be the ideal choice. He's got a Cortex controller as well. I don't think you actually need one for these, but yeah, I think you can take them as a a bodyguard unit for your HQ choices. Mm. Very nice. And then we have Perturabo himself. Yeah. Actually, how does he he stand against other Primarchs? He has like two power fists with uh, like his little uh, crazy guns on top of them, right? Firing a lot of shots. The Potato King. Well, he's got his fist with <laughs> guns on it, and then he usually carries his stolen hammer. That, oh, yeah! That he can't swing at initiative because he's just too weak. Mm-hmm. Still, still got the hammer, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. That is true. Uh, I think... Go- it's a pretty good uh, Primark in itself. Like he can fight well, and he can shoot well. Uh, but I think they they changed the rules for him. I can't remember like with the deep strikes thing. Because if you had Per Robo, you could deep strike your army, or like all the Terminators. Mm-hmm. Might have been and that was like that. a very common playstyle, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Kevin used this against us when we were playing the doubles game. Remember that. Uh, can, well, oh yeah wait yeah he the, yeah that's that's true the entire there were like siege terminators dropping it everywhere yeah really scary but then they just came one at a time or something so we could easily kill them yeah i think they changed that so uh, before you started destroying from turn one i think and then mm-hmm. it changed it up so you really couldn't really do that maybe that was the thing that they had yeah uh, the turn one deep striking is really cool uh, but he is, I mean, he's a solid, he's very, I mean, he's high on toughness, right? He's a, he's a tough Primark to kill. Maybe not the best in close combat, but he's got a decent shooting. He's got a, some decent buffs for the army. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's a Primark. And then give him some robots. And, and yeah. he's one of the few Primarchs that has a dedicated transport. Yeah. The Tormentor. The it is uh what is it called uh the anti tank super heavy thing like a bane blade storm blade something like that uh shadow sword shadow sword could be yeah <clears throat> the but thing that not... fires D it's got a volcano it... cannon oh yeah but it is like from the original it's one of those with like a square turret not the fell blade with like a round yeah. turret or something. Yeah, it's one uh, of the, the plastic variants. But it also has a transport capacity of 
10 or 20 models or something. Yeah. Um, can transport him and his boyfriends. Yeah. Which is really cool. The problem is always like, well, if you have a Primark and his bodyguard in this, that's a lot of points. You would have to play with uh, quite a big army. Yeah. Uh, be cool but for like big apocalypse games. Yes. Right around on that. But I don't think there would be any practical use of it. Maybe not, no. If you can deep strike, maybe that's better. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a cool thing, though. It's cool that mm-hmm. they that brought it into the game. Yeah, definitely. Is it just him and Dorn, then, I think, that have... Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Dorn and his... Uh, Thund- Thunder- Thunderhawk. Thunderhawk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're so good with these names. Yeah. <laughs> They're just so similar all the time. So. Thunder Eagle? Thunder Strike? Thunder <laughs> Blade? Ah. Uh, then there are two rights of war. Yeah. So the first one is in the General Legion book, and the second one is in the updated since 2016 uh, specific Legion book. Mm hmm. Uh, so the first one is the Hammer of Olympus, Olympia. Yeah, uh, August was running this in our two versus two battle. Yeah, I think this is the only right of war I've seen Iron Warriors run. Mm-hmm. This in Pride of Legion. Uh, so this is really good. I think it's just mm-hmm. generally makes army good. Mm-hmm. It's like no major drawbacks, and it's just nice. So you get Hail of Fire which means that you can rapid-fire guns and also make a disordered charge, mm. which sounds really cool. I don't know if it's super useful. I mean, you usually kill off... If you rapid-fire, you kill off more, like enough that you won't reach what you want to charge, I guess. August used it sometimes, but then it was like, ah, I won't shoot because I don't want to risk not getting into close combat and stuff. Yeah, But it is cool yeah. if you have big 20-man blocks of just tacticals with extra close combat weapons. Makes them pretty yeah. scary, though. Yeah, but yeah, you lose your extra attack though. So it's like if you shoot your pistol, that's one shot, and then you charge in, you get two attacks usually. Mm, that is true. But now you get and two it's... attacks, and then you charge in with one attack of us. So okay, yeah. It maybe there sounds are some cooler other... than this, I think. Are there but some it's... other rapid fire weapons? Yeah, with plasma guns. Hmm. Yeah, oh. it's a cool thing. Hmm. Um, and then she did in steel. All vehicles uh, with a tank and walker type get extra armor. Mm. That's nice. Uh, I don't think I've ever paid for extra armor in this edition. Uh, Is that like the ignore shaken or something? So, crew stunned turn into crew shaken. Oh, nice. Okay. So you can still move and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I just had an idea about the, what we said before about the rapid fire and charging. Uh, I guess since you get a disorder, disordered charge, you might as well charge several squads all the time. Yeah. Because you, you, you don't get the extra attack anyway, so you might as well tie up more squads if you can handle it. Yeah. Alright, and then the last buff they get, Siege Engineer, uh, you get to take another Heavy Sport choice. Oh, yeah, that is, and that is major. <laughs> so, four instead of three, or is it five instead of four? I can't remember. Four instead of three. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. But I'm forgetting like the basics of this game. <laughs> you don't usually take that many heavy support choices either, do you? No, I've never played any Legion that has been 
I mean, elites when for Emperor's Children has definitely been like the limiting factor. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's four. It used to be three. The good old days. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Limitations. The mm-hmm. Dutchman using this right of war must take a warsmith or siege breaker as compulsory. Mm-hmm. Compulsory HQ. So that's mm-hmm. all right. Great. You would probably take that anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you must have more heavy support choices than fast attack. No, oh, yeah, that's not going to be a problem <laughs> if you want yeah. a fluffy army anyway. Not really an issue. And also, you get four heavy support choices. Yeah. Uh, you must have take an additional troop choice, mm-hmm. which is pretty standard in some reservoir. And mm-hmm. um, not terrible. You have to take more troops to storm the enemy with. That's yeah. all right. And you may not take allied space marine legion detachments. Mm. Not that big of an issue. So, like, the drawbacks are like, eh. And the effects are pretty good. Like, yep. an extra heavy support choice. That's like the main thing. Mm. And then the rest are just like nice bonuses. Mm. Uh, yeah, like solid it. right of war. Yeah. As, as I said, like, the only one I've seen Iron Warriors use. So the second Rider War that came in 2016 is the Iron Fire. Oh, I kind of like this actually. I, I understand that it might not be as good, but I like the idea of it. Yeah, I looks really cool. I've never seen anyone use it, and I've heard it's pretty cheesy because it kind of forces uh, the players to take a lot of barrage weapons, and no yeah. one really likes getting <laughs> shelled. No. <Nope. laughs> uh, so effects rolling bombardment. So when you shoot barrage weapons within 12 of a friendly Iron Warrior unit, deviates a D6 uh, in inches instead of 2D6. So you have more accurate artillery. And also, if you see the target, you, of course, deduct your ballistic skill. So very accurate indeed. Uh, And then once you fire that, you leave a counter at that point. And if you shoot artillery bombardments that are within 18 inches of these Iron Fire counters... And within six inches of a friendly Iron War unit, you don't deviate at all. Oh, because you fo- focus in even more than I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, if a shooting phase passes without a new Iron Fire counter being placed, all such counters in play are removed at the end of the phase. Mm-hmm. So you, keep, oh, okay. you leave these in place as long as mm-hmm. you keep shelling the enemy. Well, that keep, means that you like, need to have your troops close to the enemy you're shelling also. Uh, yes. Uh, actually, yeah, I don't think like you can sh- fire normally, or maybe not. I don't know. It's a bit unclear. Like if you shell something that's not within twelve of friendly iron warrior unit, do you place a counter? I don't think so. I, I thought you said in the beginning that it had to be some something that's also within. Or, yeah, it says, oh, okay, like, maybe. barrage weapons targeted at any point within 12 of a friendly Iron Warrior unit deviate D6 instead of 2D6. Yeah. I mean, we sold the... such a barrage. Yeah, yes, I guess. such a, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, ride the Iron Fire is the second effect. Iron mm-hmm. Warrior units within 6 inches of an Iron Fire counter are fearless. Yes. Just that is right really up good. close to the... Like, it's just a, a curtain of artillery, like, uh, bombardments. In front of this on on storming units, yeah. <laughs> so because you would probably kill some of your own. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. These firing danger close artillery and getting mm. some really nice buffs of it. 
Yeah, I feel like I don't know if it needed to be like the doesn't scatter at all thing for the second one. I think the scatters one d six instead of two is just enough of a bonus, but still makes it a bit dangerous for your troops. Yeah, uh, like um, oh, I don't know. It's just personal. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I think still like d six inches is you're not gonna deviate much because you're no, exactly. close exactly. to four with everything. Yeah, but it makes it more fun. I feel. For a barrage than like just placing it somewhere yeah that feels a bit cheesy but uh yeah limitations on this uh in a mission where there are, there's an attacker and a defender you have to be the attacker mm-hmm. and you can't have any fortifications or space marine allies oh that's not too bad yeah oh. barely any mm-hmm. limitations so, really but maybe it's a bit hard to play then you have to a lot of artillery and some pretty fast was it infantry or just friendly troops? Uh, and any friendly Iron Warrior unit. A unit? So what if you had, like, well, I guess either you could have tanks move up to yeah. the face like of land enemy. Speeders. Oh, so yeah. Rush up some land speeders to uh, guide in the artillery. Yeah. yeah. Could be really cool. Yeah. I think the limiting factor, though, is that you can only have uh, three heavy support choices in this right Yes. Well. Yes, that's true. And you can only have one artillery battery, the oh, like the Medusa and, and, or or Shaker unit. But maybe but a you Scorp- can have the Scorpius. Yeah, Scorpius Scorp- the regular whirlwind, they're pretty shit. And then the new artillery was all the Spicula oh. launcher. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't even think about that one. But that one has to be so close that it's almost like the friendly within <laughs> the enemy. <laughs> it's fine. It's twenty-four inches, right? Okay. Yeah. It's like the Medusa. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that that would be really cool, actually. Let's pick a mm-hmm. launcher. Mm-hmm. Uh... But both, yeah, cool, fluffy rights of war. Say, uh, yeah. Have you? Yeah, I guess you haven't really thought about running this. Army. Have you thought of running this legion? No, I mean maybe when I was sixteen or something. Mm-hmm. Like when you thought of playing Ever Legion, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've never like in my thirty k career, I never like ridden an Iron Warrior list or planned mm-hmm. a list out. Mm-hmm. What about you? No, I don't know. Uh, I do well. Yeah, I have thought about like every now and then when you get when I feel like oh you know like an artillery army or a tank army would be cool. Then I I am drawn to this army uh, more than any other. Um, and I do like the idea of them having I mean because it can still be a pretty varied army in a way if you have some artillery then you have some really heavy tanks and then you have a lot of just infantry foot slogging also uh, could look really cool and you could have some robots warsmiths yeah. um, uh, because yeah. I, I wouldn't want to just play like a gunline army because that would be kind of boring for the opponent I think but uh, like a combination yeah, uh, I mean, it looks really cool. Yeah, these armies it, looks really great, and like the mm-hmm. weathering you could do. Is yes, great. Yes, I would say that it feels like they are one of the easier armies to paint, right? Because you can quite easily make them look very good tabletop standard, right? They they uh, could be very easy to paint. They could be, yeah. But they, and you, I guess you could also spend a lot of time on them making them. But I feel like, oh, okay. I feel like. Maybe it's hard to make them look that much better. I mean, if you spend a lot, a lot of time on them. 
than some other legions. Do you see what I mean? Like a yeah, like a you know a lead belcher and then a wash, and you know some chevrons and stuff would look decent. And then if you spend yeah. a lot of time, like oh, but I highlighted with some extra, it, it would yeah, look because, better, of course, but not maybe not that much better than. So they're the time also you supposed spend. to be a bit unadorned. Yes, exactly. No, really. Yeah, that could be also. Yeah. He's like, like you, you can make Death Guard grittier than these guys, and you can make mm-hmm. a lot of other legions prettier than these guys. Yes, yeah, maybe, yeah, that's so good. Uh, so that's something that's, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe not my favorite color scheme. I, I, I like the look of them, but I, I don't know if I would paint them. Yeah, hmm. yeah, they're, um, they're great opponents. I love that they exist. Yes, I like, love definitely. to play against them. Yeah, I love that they're. Can be both loyalist and traitor, uh, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, pretty. That's a pretty, pretty good grade for this for the fourth legion in the end. I must say, uh, and I mean, th- yeah, the best. Uh, I guess the best evidence of popular they are is the amount of armies that we see with them. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if any armor any legion is more popular than this legion. I don't think so. I don't think they, so either. They're they are the biggest. Yeah. So hats off to them for that. <laughs> yeah. Closing word. Yeah, basic. <laughs> ah, we didn't convert Nicholas this time. Not this time. But uh, maybe some of you, our listeners, are hyped about getting an Iron Warrior army. Um. Uh, we didn't go into it. I mean, they have some really cool... Uh, do they have like two or three named characters also you can play with? Some loyalists and some... Van Halen is, of course, a uh, loyalist. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the, that's all we had to say for this special segment about the Iron Warriors. Uh, anything else you would a- like to add? We don't really have any events to shout out because... <gasps> we're, all, no events. we're all gonna die! Um, so uh, let's make the best of this time. Paint some models. Imagine, well, yeah. Get your get your shit painted. This is you can't order anything new from Fortress anyway. So you might as well get your backlog done. Yeah. And after that, yeah. listen to us. I know this is the end of the episode, but uh, next episode we release will probably still be in lockdown. So mm-hmm. uh, just tune out, listen to us, talk shit about another legion, maybe or just random shit, mm-hmm. and just. Get a paint painter on a unit. Yes, do like me. Get an idea for a crazy tank army, and uh, maybe see it through. <laughs> I guess if if we still can't buy uh, models from Fortrill in, in in the autumn, I will have to make it out of cardboard or something <laughs> to not go crazy. Old school. <laughs> we'll have to uh, just melt down the precious metals around your home. And yeah. Just make make Carolina again. Oh yeah, I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> Wouldn't it be like what a what a waste if you know I I made these pretty ugly cardboard versions of the tanks, but then I weather them excellently. <laughs> it's such a what a waste, what a provoking sight also to be seen. <laughs> like ah, oh, why did you ah, oh, why did you spend so much time into that? Ah, oh, goddamn. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Um, We'll see whatever else uh, 
uh, fun things we can come up with. I felt like I had a lot of cool things to get off my chest for this episode. So it's been fun. It's been fun. Uh, now back to painting some fantasy for the moment. Um, and yeah, let's not, let's just rip the bandaid off. Remember, kids, Fulgrim gives head. And takes head. Don't lose your head. <laughs>